All right. Well, welcome to the Zeitgeist Lab. What are we calling these experiments? Research experiments. Research experiments. All right. Yeah. Our version of the Sclusi. Right. Alex, how does it feel to be behind the paywall? It's, I don't know. It's a little bit nerve wracking. Uh, I don't, I'm afraid. I don't know if I'll get more unhinged or if it'll just be normal or what, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's exciting to be to be doing it it's also a little daunting to think that uh we're doing this and this isn't actually like an actual episode like sounds like more work but hopefully it's enjoyable <laughs> yeah we're getting paid for this we're this is this is one we're working in for. theory right yeah yeah we're workers now so i think but, the, first, um, the first part of this will be in front of the paywall uh to give all our listeners a little taste and hopefully hopefully convince you uh to go sign up for our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash ZG lab pod. And you can get full access to any of the bonus episodes for as little as $3 a month. And uh, we're committed to doing at least two of these per every season or collection that we do. So this is our first one, but we'll do at least one other one uh, during this drive-through collection. Not necessarily about drive-through, but we'll do at least one more Research yeah, maybe experience. we'll do one about the McRib because you seem to be obsessed with that lately. Oh shit, that I I don't know why I'm obsessed with that, but the McRib thing really gets me for some reason. You know, I'm <laughs> you kept tweeting about it yesterday when the episode <laughs> like episode two came out, uh-huh. and I decided to celebrate episode two by actually having one delivered to my home. Oh shamelessly. fuck, are you kidding me? Uh, you didn't, did you see the tweet where I said it, it paired well with the new episode of the pod? I just thought you grabbed the images from Google or something. I thought you Googled no. like <laughs> I actually went on Uber Eats and had one delivered to my home. Nice. That's <laughs> like awesome. very late at night. <laughs> then did you go to McRibLocator.com and report a sighting of the McRib? No, I didn't know that's the thing you're supposed to do. Uh, did you say yeah, this is something else? Oh, I yeah, I saw you like share something about like McRib locator and McRib sightings, but I didn't really know what that was all about either. Yeah, see, there's this McRib locator website, and you've got the most Did recent not have sighting. Them in Mormon country or what? Do we have? I mean, we. I I think we have them. I checked earlier, and there was one. There was a McRib sighting like a few miles from my house. So damn. But yeah, it's like that one, right? It lists the most recent uh, sighting, and then you can report that you saw one. I mean, I I don't know. It's kind of dumb, but. I'm all yeah, in on this weird. McRib thing. Yeah, it feels weird to call them a sighting because you, <laughs> you eat them. You, right. you don't look at them. <laughs> but so, yeah. Okay, so how was it? Have you ever had a McRib before? I've never had I a McRib. No, it was... Um, you haven't either? No, uh-uh. Yeah, it was all right. The pickles and onions do a lot of the heavy lifting, oddly enough. McDonald's pickles are gross, though, I think. Yeah, the onions are really good, though. The onions are unfuckwithable in my opinion <laughs> okay um yeah but they do a lot of the heavy lifting unfortunately okay. but otherwise it's pretty good i mean is is the sauce like the same as just like the barbecue sauce that you like get to dip the nuggets in so. or it didn't it didn't seem the same so i'm not really well versed in the various sauces from mcdonald's oh so. shit yeah see I'm i try a... not to get it too much yeah I'm doing this thing called a diet bet right now. Uh, so I pay like $25 and I commit to trying to lose 4% of my body weight over four weeks. And if I win, like it's with a whole bunch of other people on a website called diet bet and the winners get a share of all of the money that the losers put in that they didn't lose enough weight. So wow. I'm waiting That's for intense. that to be over. 
And then I've got like, yeah. this whole list of food I'm going to eat. And I, I really want to try the <laughs> McRib this time. Yeah, it's a, uh, that sounds intense. Um, yeah, I try not to get McDonald's too much because I'm at the age where like, if I eat like too much of it, I just fall asleep, like <laughs> randomly. It's like, yeah. I just pass out from just like into a coma of like salt and whatever they put in there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, it's a, uh, have too many fries and you go into a salt coma i think yeah okay so Brian, i don't know if that's an aging thing or what but yeah what's what, up what is are you a christmas person are you a christmas music person is that is this because that's kind of what we're here to talk about is christmas music and we'll get to the specific topic here in a couple minutes but i'm just interested are you are you a holiday person a christmas person or you don't fuck um, that stuff really i'm like not I, i'm yeah, I'm I'm not a huge Christmas or holiday person really. Um, uh-huh. I hate Christmas music. Okay. <laughs> with with every fiber of my being, I just, just can't stand it. Um, okay. um, yeah, spoiler alert there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind the holidays. I kind of I I I dread seeing some of my family. Okay, that's not a problem um, this year though, right? Like. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's a common thing. I, I think. I think most people have family members they just don't want to see. Yeah, but this year you don't have to, right? You just. Oh say, yeah, that's true. That's not. Yeah, that's, that's not a problem. Yeah, this year, this year I don't know. Yeah, there are no plans, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, what about you? Uh, I'm. I'm. A, a, I wouldn't say a big Christmas person. I enjoy the season, but I do really like Christmas music. It's one of my like guilty pleasures, unfortunately. Really? So uh, I I have like a Spotify playlist of Christmas songs, some like traditional, some, you know, like punk rock type Christmas songs uh, or re remakes or whatever. So I, I am big into Christmas songs. I wore my Christmas pajamas for our uh, episode <laughs> here. I got that here. Yeah. It's last year my father-in-law. Nice. Okay. Yeah, my father-in-law got me those last year. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a big Christmas music person. So I thought here in front of the paywall, um, I asked on Twitter today for anyone's hot takes on Christmas music and uh, toes.exe. Everyone follow at exe toes. Um, she needs like eight more followers, and then we might get to see the whole live streaming. Uh, purchasing a pair of Crocs. No one listening has any idea what I'm talking about. Thanks to my shitty computer skills. I lost that whole interview, but just trust <laughs> me, follow at exe toes on Twitter. Uh, so toes said abolish it. So kind of like in the I same boat as you get rid of, yeah. get rid of Christmas music. And then uh, I guess wife of the pod uh, at Daisy Eldu saying that she's heard a lot of good things about covid christmas music parodies so i just i have no idea what she's talking about covid christmas parodies so yeah i don't know i don't know if i like the sound of that let's take a look also another hot take i have about music <laughs> uh-huh. is that i hate funny music you hate, I, hate funny par- music? I hate parody music i hate any music that tries to be funny on purpose so you just so I'm, not, I'm not a weird al i'm not a weird al head like everyone else okay <laughs> like I hate the Lonely Island. I hate all that shit. Okay. Well, I'm going to torture you. I like when you funny on accident when it's not supposed to be funny. This is, uh, 
after our lovely ad, we've got the 12 days of COVID. Oh, God. We think this song needs another update. I really can't stay. Baby, it's oh, sorry. COVID this is outside. Baby, It's COVID Outside. Go oh, jeez. It's still COVID outside. This evening has been filled with screaming so kids. Nice. By nice, we stayed home and we ordered a pizza. Because the numbers are through the roof. My father will be pacing the floor. Because he's in the high risk. So really, group. I'd better scurry. No, Bob, the parties are well, canceled. Well, maybe just to have a drink more. That Okay, that was pretty bad. Yeah, I'm glad we only watched 10 seconds of that. <laughs> well, I don't want to get sued by, uh, I don't know who this is. But that was... Uh, baby well, we do have COVID a lawyer outside. of the pod, I just found out. <laughs> we, we have a lawyer of the pod, I don't know. I don't think it's uh, pro bono, but... But yeah, we have a lawyer, I guess. I don't know how much that would cost. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to find out. Right. Okay, so... You're kind of a Christmas person, not a Christmas music person. Um, and so I thought for our first research experiment, I would torture you by having you listen to the 23-year-old Christmas Gone Wrong compilation released by Drive Through Records. And yeah. so I think we will duck behind the paywall now uh, to start talking about that. So again, patreon.com slash pod. And we are behind the paywall now. Okay. All right. Okay. Now that we're by, behind the paywall, what I want to know is, why did you tell me it was okay for us to say slurs behind the paywall when well, I never? Oh my god! I, I never, never said that. that. I did not say that. So, <laughs> so that's exa- that's how you want to start is by accusing me of wanting to use slurs. I was sitting on that joke for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Okay, so initial thoughts on this this beast oh, right wait. here. Well, now that we're behind the paywall. Okay, um, you've got something to add first. Yeah, so I'm so that COVID parody thing wasn't nearly as bad as what I'm usually subjected to every year. Okay, which is um, I have a cousin on my dad's side that's in a band called Tragedy, who are like a hair metal tribute to the Bee Gees. Okay. And they make Christmas albums. And it's horrifying. They make Christmas <laughs> albums, like more than one? I'm pretty sure there's more than one, yeah. Is this it right here? Oh my god, you already, yeah, you already looked it up. <laughs> That's him, yeah. This is your dad's cousin? This is my cousin on my dad's your side. Cousin. Oh, okay. My nephew. Yeah, that's him right there. <laughs> So regardless of whose house is hosting that year, him and his wife will like, like, steal the TV, like, put on YouTube like their latest Christmas or Hanukkah themed <laughs> music video. Okay, and it's it's horrifying. I, I just I just I can't stand. Like, love my family, you know, but just, just I'm not into it. <laughs> okay, and you're saying that this is, uh, this is worse than the baby it's COVID outside parody that I subjected you to. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We didn't watch the whole thing of that. So, I mean, this, I mean, it looks painful to watch perhaps, but it didn't sound like a bad version of the song or like a, is it a parody? No, to me, it just sounded like extremely talented musicians. It's just like, I don't know if you're going to start a band. That's not like, not even the, first 300 ideas i would have had right (laughs) 
I mean, fair enough. I, I I don't know a lot about the Bee Gees. I don't know that they're dressed a lot like the Bee Gees here. Maybe, maybe like no, no. Their whole thing, their whole shtick is that they're like a hair metal tribute. To oh, the that's Bee Gees. right. You said hair metal, yeah. Yeah. So that, like, is tragedy? Because I know a lot of the tribute bands. It's a reference to some song or lyric. Is I think am I so, supposed yeah. to get that reference? I don't know. I don't know I'm, either. I'm not a Bee Gees fan, so neither am I. <laughs> also, but yeah, they're like really popular in Europe. And then, like, the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, tri-state area. And, like, literally nowhere else. Those are the only place they get gigs are, like, across the pond and then in their own little tri-state area. Is this them? Uh, hold on. Um, For the ad. Yeah. Yeah, they do like to call their concerts destinations. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to play that. It's a, a cover of a song from Greece, but I'm just shocked because this thing has 690,000 views, basically. So. Oh, yeah. They're, they're popular like, within some sort of scene. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, good to know that uh, you find this worse <laughs> than a, a, a god-awful version of Baby It's COVID Outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the topic right. at hand, Christmas Gone yep. Wrong, Drive Through Records, number four, released in 1997. What's what's your, I mean, do we want to do initial takes or we just want to start going through the songs? What's what's the best way to tackle this bad boy? Um, Yeah, I think you said we were going to go song by song, weren't we? Yeah. So should we just start with that then? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to drop a little clip of each one before we start talking about. So the first song is by a band called Cousin Oliver. They were one of the first uh, signees to drive through. In fact, the first release was uh, drive th- or was Cousin Oliver's full length album, uh, but they did a song called Naked Christmas. Christmas, time is here again. This year I only want one present. I'm going to stop it there before it gets very horny right after that. Uh, okay, so what... Uh, horny what as in there's a lot of horns or horny as in... Oh, shit. Like, that's a good one. Uh, both, I guess. There's, there's a lot of horns and a lot of horn dogging. There are a couple of horny songs on here. Yeah. Okay, so what was your so take on this one? one? Original. I hope so. Yeah. I, um, I didn't really catch the horniness in this one. Um, right away because I was just off I was just really off put by them like choosing to go with a ska Christmas song like right yeah. off the bat I was like kind of yeah. turned off by that and I was like ooh and, and I knew this was the first band that signed to drive through and I never knew what they sounded like but yeah. I heard the name forever so I was like oh they're a ska band yeah uh, so okay. that was one thing like and I'm sure we'll we'll continue getting through this but at at the end of this, I wondered, like at the end of this album, after listening to it, I wondered, was Drive Through Records first attempt to be a ska label, and then that just didn't work out because this right because a... there's like a problematic amount of ska on this song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would agree with that for sure. <laughs> and it's all bands I've never heard of, so it's like 
this is like late nineties, so the ska wave is still happening. The uh-huh. third wave or whatever you want to call it. Maybe the fourth wave, I don't know. I don't know. But um Yeah. So this was not a good way to start the comp for me. No, I thought the, the song ska. was gross. And yeah. I mean there's it's certainly not the only ska song on the album, like we just mentioned, but they really uh they really go like head first into Scott. I mean, even at the end, you've got the like the pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. It's like, oh my God, what's like this is not a, a good a good song right. period like, and an awful way to start the album. Yeah. There's like um I had I had a specific note about this that I'm trying to pull up now. Hold on. Okay. Um yeah, it's just like Scott and Christmas music are just like two things i don't like a whole lot and they just decided to just mash their parts together right in a way that i just did not find appetizing yeah yeah i mean all i wrote down here was horny gross and then i wrote pick it up pick it up pick it up so i mean that's i don't really know what to say about it other than that yeah and this is like one of a handful of originals on this comp and as we go along we'll find out that the majority of the original christmas songs on here uh-huh. are very horny and they're they're about like santa getting fucked by a reindeer or mrs claus getting fucked by someone <laughs> yeah i mean i i don't know if i would agree with the majority but there this is not the only one for sure and, yeah no uh, i I know, like, the handful of originals, yeah, a, a plurality of them are about <laughs> fucking for some reason. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, no, I, I, t- I, took, I took a lot of notes, and that was what I noticed. <laughs> there's, one, there's one exception that's, like, deep into the comp that I actually, I actually really liked a lot. Okay, I'm, I'm excited to hear what your take on that is, because there was a few deep in the comp that I really liked as well. Um, okay, before we go further, I just want to mention here, and uh, this message will go out with... Uh, the Patreon drop, but I'm going to put a link to this, uh, this YouTube video that's been uploaded that has the whole comp on it. I didn't put it up. Don't come after me. This is not my copyright infringement, but someone has uh, put the entire Christmas gone wrong comp up on YouTube and we'll drop a link to that. So everyone can kind of uh, listen to the horniness um, that comes, comes with this. Okay. So next up we've got the RX bandits uh, you for Christmas. it's like again just like such a typical ska song yeah ska christmas music has just become its own subgenre i've I discovered with this yeah, really with this, comp. With, oh, with this comp specifically like they invented yeah they ska created christmas. i feel like they created a subgenre with this that i just do not like at all do you think they missed the mark by not calling the comp christmas gone ska instead of christmas gone wrong well, I mean, this is kind of Christmas gone wrong, but okay. yeah, Christmas gone, <laughs> gone ska. I mean, that has the same meaning to me. <laughs> to you, it's okay. It's the same. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I noticed about this, and I actually really do like the RX band. It's like all of their uh, every era of the band. They kind of go through. They start as this ska band, I like this song, and they progress from there. Like literally, they have an album called Progress that we're going to talk about soon. 
But Ooh. the first time I ever heard uh, this song, the You for Christmas, I was like, I think this sounds familiar. And I think they recycled it on their first uh, full length. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is very similar. I think it's the exact same song, just different lyrics. Yeah. So that's the song this time from their uh, their 1999 release, I believe, Halfway Between Here and There. So I don't know. I was I wrote to myself, like, this note is, is this song a parody of themselves? Or if the Christmas <laughs> one is an original, is the, is the genuine, like, uh, earnest song a parody of their Christmas release? Yeah, I did, this didn't strike me as an original song. I didn't, I didn't, re- I didn't realize this was an original. So yeah. points for points to all the bands for making original songs. I guess for sure. I mean, I don't. I, I have dabbled in songwriting through the years, and I've tried Christmas songs. I don't think. I mean, you can. I really? Say, I won't say writing a song is easy enough because it does. It is hard, but I think there's an extra it's challenge. Hard. It's an extra challenge to then say, well, I'm going to make it a Christmas song because that comes with like a lot of implications, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, these bands yeah. did what they could with, with what they were given, I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, the only other note I had was uh, I thought it was interesting that the first line of the, this Christmas song was, I don't believe in Satan. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so what you had notes on, on every song or? Um, I tried with everyone. Okay. Yeah, but the the first two kind of went hand in hand because I didn't know all the songs were going to be ska. So <laughs> okay. I just kind of, these two were kind of interchangeable in my mind. Okay. As being the first two ska songs. Okay. Should we move on then? Yeah. Okay, so next up we have The Impossibles doing their cover of White Christmas. Okay. All right, you go first on this one. That one was pretty sick, honestly. Um, yeah, I didn't mind I that too. at all. Yeah. Um, let's see what was the specific note I had here. Yeah, I just kind of said hopefully their non-holiday theme music is as good. I think they are. I don't. I I feel like I've heard other music maybe on other drive-through comps. They weren't a drive-through band, but I think they were on maybe some of the other comps that they released this time. And I I feel like I remember them being pretty good. Yeah, that's the other thing about this comp is like I've heard of like maybe two bands on here. So it looks like the Impossibles, because on the liner notes here, they actually say what label every band was with. The Impossibles appeared courtesy of Fueled by Ramen. Oh, they were a Fueled by Ramen band? Yeah. Oh, I guess in the late 90s. Then, yeah, that makes sense that I'd never heard of them, because that was before Fall Out Boy. It was, like, synonymous with Fueled by Ramen. Right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I wrote, I like, I thought that was a sick cover uh, like for a Christmas song. And I thought they did some cool melody changes in the vocal line. But for me, the best part was actually what we just heard there was that uh, guitar solo. I, that's like my favorite type of guitar solo that I think was, to me, epitomized by 
uh, Weezer and Reverse Cuomo. Like I was the, gonna say, yeah, this I had heavy Weezer vibes from this too, but in a good way. Yeah, for sure. Like the whole like when the guitar solo just follows the vocal melody with you know some interesting little mix-ups, and that's basically what they did here. So I thought the solo was awesome. Like I really like this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would actually check out more music from this band. Same here. Yeah, I think I'll have to explore them. I don't know if hopefully they're on Spotify because that's where I get my music. But yeah, I think Same. yeah. I think they they have a lot of potential. I'd be interested to see what happened with them. Okay, up next we have uh, less than Jake with Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's bad. That, yeah, that was just less than Jake. Like I used to love this band when I had uh-huh. like a ska phase. Okay. Like I've seen them live at least four times. Oh wow! Which is more than like any non-local band, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's that one was really obnoxious. Like, and looking back, all most of their music just really comes across as obnoxious. Yeah, I never really got into like, them. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're whatever. I mean, it just yeah. I don't know. There's something really soulless about them. Okay, I can. It's see just that. like yeah. It's it's not like in a like in a like a mean way. Like they're bad. Like it's just I don't know. Their music seems like more of a product than anything. I mean, did you ever listen to their album? Uh, Hello Rockview, I think is what it was. Oh yeah, that's like a, that's considered like a classic album for them. Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never really listened to that one, but and I don't know how, how the deals worked out or whatever. But less than Jake, it looks like was, uh, weren't I thought they were on Fueled by Ramen. It doesn't say here if they were. Yeah, the someone in that band started Fueled by Ramen. That's what I thought. But so the actual CD or album or whatever was released by maybe Fueled by Ramen and someone else, but the. Uh, the Hello Rockview colored vinyl is a drive-through release. So I have that, but I've never oh, put the vinyl on because I just have zero interest in Less Than Jake. Like I have it because, again, I'm trying to complete this collection. But yeah, I was yeah. just never a Less Than Jake fan. People consider that one their best. So that's it I might heard. be worth listening to. Yeah. But and I think I probably listened to like a few songs. So I don't I don't completely ignore these things. And it mm-hmm. kind of sounded just like this. And I was like, I, I don't I don't get it. Like yeah. all in all, it's okay. But when you take some a sound that's only okay and then add, like for my money, one of the worst Christmas songs, like this was just shit. Yeah, it's not even a good Christmas song either. It's just yeah. about because oh, again, it's trying to be funny. Okay, next up we and, have yeah. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? I think is the full name, and it's by uh, Mullets Across America. Okay. 
Yeah. My note was that this band's name is really gross. <laughs> so I think it's like, I don't know what, how, what you'd call like a super band or a collaborative band, but from what I can tell, it's the guitars are by one of the guys from the Hippos and someone from Cousin Oliver. The drummers from Cousin Oliver, the bass players from the Hippos, as is the trumpet and trombone player. Um, we have singers from Wank, Shaker, Size 14. So it looks like it was other people on the term. Yeah, yeah, collaborative effort between the artists oh, okay. and the comp as a whole. So I don't think it was a band beyond that. And it's a definitely right. a really weird name for a band. Mullets across America. It's weird that they, they got people that were already on this comp already. Because, like, I think all the bands you listed were on this comp already. Yes. Wayne, size 14, calls it Oliver. Yeah, I don't Maybe see not a, the Hippos. No, the Hippos, well, I don't know if the Hippos is actually on it, but Ariel or Ariel from the Hippos is the one that performs Dreidel Dreidel towards the end. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, I guess the full band, the Hippos, does not appear, but the but, Ariel yeah, person does. Yeah, but it's yeah, predominantly bands that are already on this comp, so it seems weird that they would... All, joined forces for yet another christmas song yeah um is this like is this christmas song supposed to be like woke or something it <laughs> seems like it, i got woke vibes from it so do you not know this song no i don't I'm, okay i'm gonna look up the history because it's definitely uh it's not an original and i think right. like the original was by uh yeah i, I knew it wasn't an original but like it seems really woke for like a traditional Christmas song or like. Okay. So it was a song, song written in 1984 in reaction to television reports of famine in Ethiopia. So it was used to raise money for, to fight famine in Africa. Right. So this song actually reminds me, okay, so this is where things are going to get controversial and I'm glad, but we're behind the paywall. Um, (laughs) I, I have to come out now and admit here that I am this is really difficult to say. I'm a registered Uh-oh. Republican. Really? Yes. Whoa. So, um, I was, I, like gonna, I was gonna ask, like, <laughs> what your political views were, because you you re- you revealed that you're a poli sci major uh-huh. at one point. So, so I was wondering. I'm I okay. So first of all, fuck the Republican Party of, as of 2020. I know most of our listeners would say fuck them all the way back to the beginning but whatever the republican party is now is which not... which which they began in ripon wisconsin the republican party began in wisconsin yeah ripon wisconsin well, yeah. was that like in the 1860s then right because lincoln was the probably first republican, yeah. uh, president yep so yeah in high school i was uh, a conservative asshole basically and i mean everyone in utah is essentially a conservative asshole but i was like yeah, okay that makes GOP, sense gop or die right and my my social studies teacher in high school was super liberal and every year the high school would do like a fundraiser for something like this to fight famine or whatever and he would try to guilt us all into donating he'd pass his little envelope around and then he'd turn on feed the world like do they know it's christmas and he'd like try oh, wow. to guilt us into to donating. Uh, and so that's what this song always reminds me of. Um, but yeah, back then I was uh, like a super Republican. Now, now uh, I've seriously considered changing parties recently, but the Republican party is so powerful in Utah that it's okay, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of ways, a lot of times the only way you get some sort of voice. So for instance, we had our governor, uh, 
uh, election for governor this year and everyone knows the Republican is going to win. Like that is just, yeah, you're everyone knows deeply that. red state. Yeah. So a lot of even like the super liberal progressives register as Republicans so they can vote in the Republican primary in an attempt to get the least evil oh, Republican essentially because yeah. the Republican primary was like six or seven people and so the liberals were like oh yeah let's all register as Republicans and we'll at least vote the guy we hate the least because we know he's right. going to win no matter what damn just dropping bombshells behind the table <laughs> I, I like it I yeah I like that I'm I'm ashamed of that like when I look at a lot of the things that I see on Twitter and I know a lot of the people that I follow and interact with are very progressive and I am working on being more progressive but I That's hate good. I hate that I'm a registered Republican and th- this is the first time I've said it out loud I think they're like to people they will be shocked by that. <laughs> people really need to sign up for this Patreon I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean anyone I can't who- wait to like hint that I'm not gonna hint at like this on Twitter but like I'm definitely going to say, if you really want to know, like, or see behind the curtain <laughs> to our, into our minds, definitely sign up for the Patreon. Yeah, anyone who sees me as the villain is not going to be shocked by this information, I guess. That is true, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so next up we've got uh, It's Christmas and I'm Not Smiling by a band called Mother of, just called Christmas Time and I'm Not Smiling. It's by Mother Mania. That one is so sick. I know. I love that one. That one's so good. It's just like straightforward skate punk, just like sounds like a high school band just so good yeah and it's i think the first one uh, maybe not the first one but the first good one at least it's not a ska song like there's no like you said it's just straight skate punk there's yeah. no horns or any of that bullshit <laughs> they do have some like, of like a, both very anti-ska now yeah well and they do have some of that like the vocal stuff towards the end i just wrote here hey 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 which i think they do like that hey 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 like kind of the that oh yeah type vocal thing but other than that i thought the the little intro about the reindeer cock was dumb right i like the line about frosty having a gun that was pretty cool that that was funny too um yeah i thought like that was a good one mother mania was in their drive-through band they had one album release that i always kind of thought sucked but this like re-listening to this makes me think maybe i should go back and re-listen to that cd because this was a really solid song and an original that's definitely worth checking out for sure and it looks like they're from i thought it said wisconsin but it says new jersey so never mind you said what i thought they were from wisconsin but i read this wrong from new jersey yeah i've never even heard of them so okay so not a lot to say there uh but it was good so next is auld lang syne by the band wink I love it. Like 
that's like a, a holiday standard, right? So I'm already, it's in my oh, yeah. house. Um, it's, that's like what I look for at Christmas or Christmas songs that have the, like the punk rock type aesthetic or sound. I mean, so to me, this was like a top tier song from this compilation. Really? I my the, one note is that this one was really forgettable. Forgettable. I mean, yeah. I, I love the guitar solo. It has like another kind of one of those classic Weaver, Weezer type solos in the end. And I like that kind of towards the end, they add in their own original written part, like a bridge or a, something. I, yeah. So I thought this was a really solid, solid effort. I can see that. Yeah. But you just, you've forgotten it already. Yeah. It kind of got lost in the shit. It didn't really stick out to me. Yeah. Stylistically. Okay. Next we have, uh, what I think is the horniest song on the record uh, by yep. far, Mrs. Yep. Claus by the band Size 14. Oh, it's oh my god so gross i like can't believe like and like the dumbest like they i guess they probably think it's clever but i guess he refers to his penis as his size 14 and that's the name of their band ah yeah which is just dumb so stupid very very dumb very juvenile yeah, yeah. and like i put uh that i but I probably would not have even liked it in high school. Like as a teenager, like at my most juvenile, I probably would have still been like, this is fucking dumb. Like, mm-hmm. Not even as a conservative, you would have uh, enjoyed that one. <laughs> no, probably, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, not for me. Yeah, not for me either. Yeah, my wrote, my, I wrote for uh, my notes that that was just a very whack or original. <laughs> Yeah, and again, uh, kind of points to what you were saying about the originals being largely horny. Yeah, that was the second one that ca- like came up, and I was like, "Why are all the originals just about f- someone being fucked?" Yeah. Okay, next we have Christmas rapping by a band called The Shakers. So I like that this one has uh, a female in it because I feel like that's something that doesn't happen anywhere really in drive throughs catalog. Yeah, that is, that is weird. They so don't I don't, have, they, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was going to say they didn't have, they didn't have a lot of female fronted bands or any in their roster did they? No. And I mean, there was a, I don't know if it was this singer or someone else. There was a female singer on uh, I think one of the verses on the, uh, do they know it's Christmas song? But this one was completely uh, female vocals, which I thought was good. Great that they had that kind of diversity because, especially in this scene at this time, kind of unheard of, unfortunately. But overall, yeah, not a not a great song. It reminded me of Blondie. Actually, did you ever hear that Blondie song, Rapture? Uh, probably, yeah. So that kind of reminded me of that, which is not one of my favorite Blondie songs, but it was. 
I, I guess I just didn't go get what they were going for with the song, maybe. Yeah, um, my notes was like, um, it was okay. I don't know if it, I don't know if this was an original. I would imagine. Yeah, but it's okay for being ska. And then I wrote, I really hate the subgenre of Christmas ska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just going through my mind the entire comp. It was just I I was baffled by the amount of ska on this comp. <laughs> okay, next we have a song called "Sleigh Ride" by a band called Bonsai Tree. Oh my god. This one I, I actually ended up really liking because it went towards like I think this is the one where um wait, did I have a note about this one? Oh yeah. Because it changes at the end, right? Yeah, it goes into more of a jazz direction. Yeah, and this little section towards the end where it kind of gets more jazzy. Yeah, I like that section. Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, cause I, like little known fact about the Fintuzler that is that I'm actually really, really into jazz. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So that, I, I appreciated that. And for a ska song, I thought the ska section was pretty good too. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought, um, I've just put too many horns by now and I didn't mean this song. I mean, this <laughs> album in general, just too many horns. I like the yeah. organ in the background during the ska part. That was an interesting addition. Um, my, uh, my other note is that. Halfway through the comp, I had to cleanse my listening palette with hardcore. <laughs> so I, I watched some live sets on Hate Five Six Instagram. Okay. So you <laughs> couldn't get through the whole comp in one sitting then? No. I was like smoking weed during this whole time too. And I, it just really just harshed my, my mellow, for lack of a better term, as, as the kids would say, I think. Okay. Maybe. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I literally went on Instagram and like watched like live clips of like hardcore bands playing in like a packed vfw and i was like oh this is so much better <laughs> okay next up we have an uh, instrumental version of the song what's this from nightmare before christmas by a band called fred wilson fbi I thought it was cool that they included an instrumental on here. Yeah. I really that was liked like my this. big note. Yeah, yeah, this was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it got huge points from me for being instrumental and not necessarily ska. So Yeah, and I would say it still falls cool. like in the punk, pop punk, skate punk type genre, but they do a lot of, really, sure, yeah. a lot of really inter- interesting instrumentations with it um, that make it feel also more orchestral like you know, the original version of the song. And this is from the night, Nightmare Before Christmas, you said? I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that movie, so. I've only seen it once. I don't like it. I don't care for this song, but I really liked this version of this song. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a that was a good addition to the comp for sure. For sure. Okay, next we have Do You Hear What I Hear by a band called Minimum Wage. Hear what I hear That one was pretty sick too. That was more straightforward, like skate punk, pop punk. Yeah, I wrote, um, I wrote lo-fi, awful singing, still sick. <laughs> um, yeah, is this one is this one of the more Jesusy Christmas songs? Uh, do you hear what I hear? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it felt very very Jesusy that uh-huh. one. Yeah, there's another one I think where I actually had that note too. Where I started to wonder if like a lot of these bands are like Christian bands or secretly Christian bands. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I feel like that's the most Jesusy one on the the comp. But it made so the name of the band actually made me think that it's really weird because Minimum Wage is by our favorite or least favorite uh, now canceled band River Phoenix slash Phoenix TX. Um, that's oh, yeah, a song a, by them. Oh, yeah. Speaking of River Phoenix. And Phoenix TX. I have a confession to make. Okay. Until this, until this morning, uh-huh. it never occurred to me that the TX in River or in Phoenix TX stood for Texas. I don't. I don't know that it does. Well, I mean, wasn't there like a? Didn't you like make a tweet alluding to that or something? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to tie McRib back into the current episode we're trying to promote by asking if there were McRibs in Phoenix, Texas. I don't know if that's oh, what Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, they are from Houston, so maybe the that's, TX stands for Texas. That's kind of what, where, what, yeah, that was like the missing piece to the puzzle where, like, I saw that and I was like, is Phoenix, Texas a place? And then I remember they're from Houston, Texas. And then I kind of put it all together and I was like, oh. Yeah, I did look Maybe. it up. Phoenix, Texas is not a place, unfortunately. Okay. I would have made the tweet a lot better, but <laughs> I was just desperately trying to tie the McRib into me promoting this week's episode. So. <laughs> um, but so the, right the point I was going to say is that um, I'm shocked that River Phoenix doesn't appear on this comp because this is literally the release after their self-titled album. So they were on the label. They were active on the label. I, I, I was curious as to why they didn't appear on this. Yeah. I mean, I can, if they did an original, I'm sure it'd be the horniest one on the con. <laughs> so maybe we dodged a bullet there. Maybe. Okay, this is where things kind of get weird. Um, did you listen to the songs that I sent you, or did you just look at use this YouTube video? Um, I actually just did the YouTube. Um, okay. Because I realized the day after that the title was on the like the MP3s I sent you were wrong, and it's because the track listing on the back of the album is actually not correct. Oh, okay. So the album liner notes claim the next song is sometimes christmas is a bitch by truth movement when in actuality on the record what happens next is ariel from the hippos doing dreidel dreidel and out of clay and when it's dry and ready or oh, dreidel i will play yes dreidel 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 <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the inclusion of a of dreidel dreidel was actually good, because mm-hmm. 
because it's not just a Christmas comp now. It's now it's a holiday comp. Right. And Richard but, and Stephanie are the owners and founders of Drive Through. Are Jewish, so. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's weird that they do a Christmas comp, right? right? Or I, I mean, you, don't know if you can see it, but the Drive Through logo, rather than their usual logo, is oh, a yeah. menorah. That's cool. So yeah, they are Jewish. I think they probably are to at least some degree culturally you know celebrate christmas but yeah i'm surprised as well they did a christmas uh compilation maybe they knew right. that was more accessible and huh. we're just trying to get um you know promotion for some of these bands but i don't know but i yeah i really like this i liked that it was it seemed to be like an outtake because at the beginning he says like oh the first take was the best but they probably just weren't recording so i just liked that it was maybe like a spur of the moment inclusion or something like that mm-hmm and it's really cool guitar work on the acoustic guitar for such a short song, I thought. Yeah. I It felt weird that there was, like, laughter in the middle of it. Yeah. Because then I was like, okay, is this now, is, like, the laughter, like, mocking the song? Or, like, or is it that just part of the recording process where yeah. it was, like, I don't know. Um so I that think was it was of... just I think it was people that were there recording with him. I don't think it was meant to be. I think it was like just like an outtake basically. That's like, oh, this is good enough. Yeah, to that there. yeah, it could have been that. Yeah. But that okay. was cool. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. Um, okay, so next we've got uh, Jason Morphew and King of the Weirdos with a song called Christmas on the Moon. There's no Christmas on the moon. If Jesus frees us from the end Then who frees us from him? Every wish that I had on my lips Was wiped away Times so I love this song. I thought this was a yeah. really good song. This is actually like truly amazing. Yes, I was blown away. Because again, this is another uh, CD I got because I'm like, oh, I need to add this to my collection. I don't know if I ever made it this far on this CD. So when I got to this, I was like, holy shit, this is so good. Yeah, and it's just, it's just like complete 180 from like all of the songs about reindeers fucking Santa or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like it's such a huge departure. It's so earnest and sincere and like you listen to it and you're like, why am I crying all of a sudden? Yeah, like, it's so It's earnest. so intimate and like, yeah, and truly original too because like I don't know any Christmas songs that are about chasing cocaine with beer or whatever that line <laughs> not is that called. i know of yeah and yeah it's like the perfect amount of melancholy like you can get really sad and like a dark place with music and sometimes that's fine you can make it like a typical christmas one which obviously i like a lot but this was like the right kind of melancholy it was like you know sometimes christmas sucks for people and this was really i think introspective and just like a really i felt vulnerable song and very diy like the the video game sound effects in the background, like in the I didn't even catch that. that was cool. So, yeah, I yeah. really like this one. That yeah, that was like probably the best one by far. And did you listen to this on headphones by chance? No, 
I really like that um, they panned the audio. So Jason Morphew's voice was in the left ear and the girl's voice was in the right ear. And I thought that was a really interesting effect that really pays the off. King of the weirdos, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. King of the weirdos, I guess. Is who that <laughs> the name is confusing because yeah. like Jason Morphew and the King of the weirdos, like, yeah, that implies that there's two people, but I thought, right. yeah, anyway. Um, I'm going to check him out. I found he's got a few releases on Spotify, not popular at all, um, but I'm I'm interested to see if this is indicative of what some of his other stuff is like. Yeah. Um, What else was in my notes about this one? Um, Yeah, no, that was actually all the notes I had, but yeah, that was extremely good. I I feel like they should have closed the comp with that one. I could see but that. Unfortunately, yeah. they didn't. Yeah. But. So that brings us to the last track here. Um, A very weird way to end the comp with this last one. <laughs> yep. Band called Truth Movement. Sometimes Christmas is a bitch. So let's uh, let's get funky. Let's get funky. fuck that was <laughs> yeah my only note was uh this is uh funky <laughs> yeah i've got funky and i yeah cool question mark cool <laughs> like I, I don't know yeah truth movement is like the like ultimate name for like a funk band that's like very <laughs> yeah like movement and truth is like in every name of like every funk band at some point um, this reminded me of like um, all the white people funk bands that are really popular in Madison. Okay. Madison has a, yeah, Madison for some reason has a funk scene. A, a funk scene. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of white people dancing to funk music. And uh, why are you looking up Corey Feldman? Because according to the inside here, uh, this is, is he pro- in Truth Movement. It's produced by Alan Taman and Corey Feldman, and I was trying to figure out if that's like the Corey <laughs> oh, Feldman. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Madison had a funk scene when like live music was a thing, I guess. Yeah, huh? And this reminded me of that. There's a lot of white people dancing to funk in the streets. Yeah, it's. I mean, it reminds me of like some some white people that can play instruments, listen to that song, play that funky music, white boy, and they're like, oh, I could do a song like that, and they just wrote this. <laughs> yeah, they, they took the lyrics of that song as like sincere directions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Challenge accepted. <laughs> right. All right. Final thoughts on on Christmas Gone Wrong. Um, that was a very strange adventure that we went on. Um, and I'm kind of glad we listened to it though. That was, a that was a very unique experience, unique listening experience. And, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Not a bad way to spend our first time behind the paywall. Yeah. My, my main thought was, I don't know who the fuck sequenced this album. It's in the complete <laughs> wrong order because there are, there are some songs worth exploring and worth listening to here. And there are at least five songs that should not exist on this comp. And yeah, at least three of them are in the first four songs of the album. So I don't understand <laughs> how that happened. Right. Um, yeah, this should have been an EP instead of a comp. Yeah, for sure. Probably like a five way split or something. Yeah, that probably would have been better. And they did do, there was a, actually a holiday EP that drive Free put out in like, maybe 2004 that was that it was like six songs um and it was a lot less shitty than this but okay so this was not their first uh or sorry this was not their last attempt at doing some sort of holiday themed compilation but yeah Interesting. They, i think they missed the mark and um yeah, yeah christmas gone wrong equals christmas gone sky i guess yeah it the, the title definitely explains everything you really need to know is that this is definitely christmas gone wrong yeah <laughs> But there's uh there's some redeeming qualities in there, like Christmas on the Moon. Oh, like God, that so good. Like, yeah, that should be like a big song. I think so too. And I actually yeah. like I went through and kind of resequenced how I would want to hear it. And I had that I thought it would be good to end with like Auld Lang Syne, just because that's like the New Year's one and maybe end it with a little bit more up tempo. But yeah, Christmas on the Moon would be a good yeah, one to I'm end surprised it with as well, like you said. In, in favor of Yeah truth movement <laughs> yeah cool uh, yeah that was uh yeah like i said before we went on mic yeah i listened to that exactly one time and i'm probably only gonna listen to it exactly one time <laughs> fair enough well that uh i think does it for us i think we've got one patron listening so merry christmas to you mark berry yeah yeah it's it's, it's mark berry yeah okay a Bears oh, fan. A Bears fan. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to yeah, wish we, you a Harry, Merry Christmas then, Mark. I'm sorry that you're a Bears fan. That's that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. we but, tweet at each other about football a lot. Uh, but being a Packers fan is just as bad. So, Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. What, okay, for, first of all, what team do you like out there in Utah? Uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, that's that's... <clears throat> That's okay. Well, you're 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 having a bad season, so yeah, it's, it's a. I'll uh, take pity on you, I guess. But I mean, it's pretty good being a Packers fan. First of all, no one owns the Packers. Yeah, so we all own the Packers. It's a, it's a yeah, great we little, all do. It's a great commune you guys have out there. <laughs> if I think you know, I was a big fan of the Packers in the '90s because they were really good at losing to the Cowboys. So there was yeah, they had a really bad rivalry. Um, one of my earliest trolling moments was rooting for the Cowboys in the nineties. Why? Because my dad's a diehard Packer fan. Okay. Is obsessed like with the Packers and uh, like I and I was like a Cowboys fan just to piss him off and like to mm. like rebel against my dad and like to troll my dad and uh, yeah. But you he turned was, it. Like, you turned it back around into being a Packers fan. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, the reason I'm a Cowboys fan is uh, my family's originally from Maryland. So my dad is a huge fan of uh, the now team from Washington. So the Washington football team, right, yeah. the Washington football team and the WFT, Cow- baby. Yeah. And the Cowboys have a, a long rivalry. They're both in the NFC East. I have a memory. I was like four Monday night football uh, Cowboys versus the football team. And um, 
the Cowboys won. And I remember my dad was all upset. He's like, oh, they choked. They choked. I didn't know what that really meant at the time. But I was like, oh, yeah, dad, your team sucks. I like the Cowboys. And that is, that's been my team ever since. I never turned it back around. and was like, oh, you know what? I love my dad. I should root for Washington with him. I've always just been like, no, I hate Washington. I'm all in on the Cowboys. I mean, they're a pretty easy team to hate. Yes, they are. So, yeah. I feel like that's some low effort. Yeah, um, agree. Yeah, rebellion there. Okay, so those are the hot takes for this paywall episode. I'm a Republican Cowboys fan, <laughs> and I'm a socialist Packers fan, just like my dad. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, happy holidays.